This is the High Hopes Podcast. High Hopes. It's a bunch of baseball nerds talking about the Phillies on Radio.com and Sports Radio 94 WIP. Yo! It is another edition. Oh, uh, what is that for? Podcast. The Phillies didn't it's even the play. It's the in the World Series, Jack. That's what that is. The freaking Braves, Jack. That's what that is, buddy. I mean, what am I supposed to be like? Yo, yay. <laughs> the Braves won the World Series yesterday, Jack. How am I supposed to react? What am I supposed to say to you right now? Yay, baseball? No, I'm angry, Jack. I'm angry. The freaking Braves won the World Series, and at the trade deadline, they went out and got the NLCS MVP, the World Series MVP, and every year... We make trades that have seemingly no positive bearing on what we do. We barely even make trades. We barely even go for it. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Not the best yo today, pal. How you doing? Yeah, honestly, I uh, went to bed last night, so I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> so everything's fine. And uh, honestly, I forgot they won the World Series. I, I, I honestly, that Braves team is probably one of the four worst teams I've ever seen win a World Series in my life. You know, I yeah. think 03 Marlins, 06 Cardinals, this Braves team, uh, 15 Royals. I mean, they're kind of magical, so I get 11 it. Cardinals, come on. Every Cardinals team ever, all of them. Yeah. I mean, David Eckstein was a freaking World Series MVP. I mean, come on, he's 5'7", like 160. Ugh. Um, but, yeah, no. The, like the Braves, the, Bra- the Braves are clearly cheating. Like, there's just – like. Tucker Davidson starting a starting a World Series game and they win that. Like it, the 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 amount of hits they got, the Solaire bomb, like everything that Brian Snicker, every movie made worked. It was insane. Like there's no way you can convince me that the Braves weren't cheating. It's just it's just a oh, fact. Stop. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I want to do that too, and I want to rip the Braves and all that. But no, no, we don't deserve that. Honestly, the only good that can come from this, and I'm sure it won't, is the Phillies feeling like. I almost cursed bleep holes, Jack, like, like losers, because that's what they should feel like. They have been outclassed by the Atlanta Braves for years, Jack, for years. They've been outclassed by this Braves team. And I don't care how bad they were. They got it together and they won the world series and they went out at the deadline and made moves that literally directly impacted them winning the world series. They gave up a a single, a reliever for Jorge Soler. They gave up nothing, Freddie Rosario. They traded Pablo Sandoval, and he got DFA'd that day by the Indians. They got Eddie Rosario because they were willing to take on $2 million in salary. That, like, I don't know how you could watch this happen, and I don't care how bad the Braves were or whether they deserved it or whatever. Like, I don't know how, as a Phillies fan, you couldn't watch that and be sick to your stomach about how your organization operates when you watch what the Braves have just done. After, by the way, being in the playoffs, what, like four years in a row or whatever, like, and also, you know, of course, like decades prior for, you know, a decade plus, all that. Like, I don't know. Like, it's just frustrating, Jack. Like, I'm frustrated to watch this and to think about, like, the inactivity, the, the like, not willing to go over the luxury tax, not willing to make trades at the deadline, not willing to compete for a wild card spot. If we don't, we don't. Like, it's just... I don't know. I'm angry. I'm angry today. That's where I'm at. Baseball-wise, Phillies-wise, I'm angry. I'm angry at John Middleton. I'm not angry at Dombrowski. I think he's trying to fix things, and he came in late. But I'm, I'm angry at John Middleton. Like, I'm mad at you, bro. 
Like, I really am. I'm pissed off at that guy today when I watch what the Braves did and I see where we are. And the Braves, all kinds of young talent. Oh, Ian Ke- Ian Anderson, milk toast draft, right, John? Right? Skin that milk. That guy pitched five no-hit innings in a World Series and leading to winning a World Series game, but milk toast. I don't know. I'm just mad today. That's where I'm at. I'm mad. Yeah, you sure sound it, buddy. I don't know. I just I am! I just take solace in the fact that I know the Braves are cheating. Uh, Tyler Matzik was their best player. Yeah, see, that's the thing is we can't know. No, none of this. None of this. Don't no, let them off the hook. Don't, no, I no, know. I know. No, it, they lost Ronald Acuna. They lost Marcelo Zuna. They lost Mike Soroka before the season even started. And they won the freaking World Series because they actually gave a crap about it. They actually went out and got Eddie Rosario and got Jorge Soler and got Adam Duvall, who, by the way, go back to our perfect trade deadline pod. One might have been one of us who said go trade for Adam Duvall. I don't know who it was. Mm. Maybe it was me. Might have been. Just saying. Like, I don't know. I'm just frustrated because, like, you know, like, why couldn't that be the Phillies? To your point, you are right. Like, talent-wise, that is not a super talented juggernaut World Series team. But you know what? They they did what they had to do. And it makes me think that, like, that much more frustrated with the Phillies never being able to do that. Ever. Like, ever. The Phillies were close to as talented as the Braves, if not as talented once they lost to Cunha and Ozuna, and the Braves just did that, and we freaking went eighty-two and eighty. Like I don't know. Yeah, no, I guess I guess where I'm at, James, and I I, I feel your your anger, and honestly, like I love it, like, need that passion. <laughs> um, but I, I I guess for me, I I just feel more more apathetic than anything. And I know it's like a sad place to be at as a, <laughs> as a really sad. Well, yeah. because like I sit there, I'm like, dude, if we traded for Eddie Rosario, he would suck here. If we traded oh, for Jock yeah. Peterson, who does suck, by the way, if we traded yeah, for, I didn't even mention Jock. They traded for him too at the deadline. Jesus. Well, not the deadline. It was a month before, but still. Month before, but you know what I mean. It if, added a piece. If they traded for that guy, if they traded for Duvall, they traded for these guys, like it just wouldn't have worked here. So, like, you know, I, I didn't get upset watching any of it because, well, I got upset because the Braves are winning the World Series, and that just annoyed me to no end because I thought Truist Bar- Ballpark was a joke. But, like, like it, it just, I don't, I didn't think that the Phillies could make those moves and they would have worked out the same. Like, I don't have the, I don't have the trust that if they went out and got those players, that they would have done the same thing. So I'm more like apathetic, like wow, this is the Braves are are winning here with a team that's definitely not that talented. Like the Braves are, they're more talented than the Phillies. They are, they like, know that about it, but they're not that much more talented. Like they're the, the Phillies, they were under 500 at the All Star break. Like this this was a thing. Like honestly, James, the the 2019 Nationals, I liked that team. You know, I I like I thought they were fun to watch. I genuinely felt like they were very good. I just, I just never felt that way with this Braves team. And after the first like game, I was like, oh, wow, they're going to win the World Series. Like, they're, they're just. Yeah, I knew it in me. I, dude, I knew it in the first round. Like, you could, they just had the look. Like, you could see it. It was like, oh, this team's got it. Yeah. Like, they just have that look, man. Yeah, I think it was game. I want to say game five, they lost to the Dodgers. And then they came back, or maybe game four, whatever. They lost one game in LA. And if, if they were going to lose their composure, it would have been then. And they came back and won the next game, and I was like, well, there it is. Very fun. So, um, yeah, it's just like it, it's frustrating where this team is at. But I guess I'm at the standpoint where I think and I trust that Dombrowski will be able to make those kind of moves next year. Like, honestly, <laughs> I'm not doing the bit where I'm talking about how he built, built the Tigers. I'm, I swear <laughs> to you I'm not doing it. But I, I might have I've probably but said— But he built the Tigers, man! Yes. But I, I might have said that before, so sue me if I did. But— like, uh, 
I feel like those are the moves that that Dombrowski almost has brought in here for is a, is a move for an Eddie Rosario and and getting the most out of him or a move for Jock Peterson because you know that's kind of what his role was in Boston. I mean, he got Steve Pierce at the deadline and he ended up being the World Series MVP. He knows how to fill out the rest of the roster. Like the the Red Sox were a talented team when he took over and he got the right guys in there to put them over the top. He traded top prospects for Chris Sale, which is a no-brainer move. I mean, anyone could have done that move, but the J uh, the JD Martinez deal he waited up Boris got him uh and then just made smart moves like like uh Avaldi getting Avaldi, yep. Yeah. Like he know like that's where I I, I expect Nebraska to kind of level the playing field whereas I didn't trust Mecklentech if, if he's going to go trade for his Dribble Cabrera or Wilson Ramos or Justin Bohr. They, 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 these moves are going to work out. And I will give Dombrowski a pass for last year where he's coming in halfway through the, the offseason. He's, he's signing Chase Anderson and Matt Moore and none of that crap works, which is what we thought was going to happen. Um, but I expect that a year under his belt that I, we can get those kind of moves where the deadline, they actually do pay off and maybe we can have our own little, you know, Eddie Rosario or Duvall and stuff like that. I mean, <laughs> wouldn't that be nice? Yeah, that would be awesome, man. And like, that's the thing, you know, it's like you look at it, a guy like Eddie Rosario who's brought in the deadline or whatever, but now like he's an Atlanta Braves legend. Like that, that guy will forever be a legend in Atlanta. And like, that's what Matt stairs was like, that's what, you know, like those type of guys, like that type of stuff where it's like, I, I honestly, the biggest feeling I had watching the Braves, the entire playoffs was like, you know, like I almost cursed him. I was like, well, bleep, like, why not us? Like, why can't we have that? Like playoff baseball is, is the best. And it's, I forget what it's like for it to be my freaking team in those games for like the tension and the each pitch mattering. And like, I just, I want that back, man. I want, I know we talk about that a lot and it's kind of a theme through the history of the podcast, but like watching it, the Braves do it, especially a, a Braves team that, you know, even though we all knew, like, or at least most of us knew the Phillies weren't making the playoffs for a long portion of the, the second half of the season. Like, this is a Phillies team that that was in it with this team till the end, at least, you know, for all intents and yeah, purposes, like, kinda. in it, you know, kind of. Like, we knew they weren't going to do it, but, like, they were there. And it's like, and then this team just goes and, and, and wins the freaking World Series with Eddie Rosario and Adam Duvall and Jorge Soler and all these, like, guys. Like, it's a bunch of guys. And it's just, you're right. I, you're right. Eddie Rosario comes here. doesn't do that because that's the way this works. But, like, can we get it to a place where and Eddie Rosario comes here and he does that? Like, why, why, can't, why can't we have nice things, Jack? Like, why can't, why can't players come here and exceed expectations? Like, it happens. We just saw it happen. Jorge Soler is the World Series MVP. Eddie Rosario is the NLCS MVP, Jack. Like, come on. Enough. Jack Peterson's hitting big home runs over and over again and, like, changing the culture of the clubhouse and, you know, getting them to think that they're big MFers or whatever he was doing. Um, Like, yeah, it's – but here's the thing. And and this is something the Phillies – I think we talked about it a lot this past year and I think maybe in the the years past, but they got to figure out how to win. And and I watch the Braves, and I see a team that knows how to win. For as much as, you know, I was not a big Brian Snitker fan – um, and still, uh-huh. I mean, still, are you going to apologize to me on that? No, or, he is, or no? no, he's not a good manager, okay. but uh, world series winning manager. And to your point, to quote Jack Fritch, every move he made work. So yeah, yeah no, he's a bad manager. Yeah, sure. like, cool. He got hot for one postseason. Anyway, uh-huh. 
Dude, he pulled. All right, listen. There were so many. Whatever. I don't feel like getting victory into lap. this. But I'm this, just to take a victory lap because I was right, you were wrong. Everything, it is what it is. everything I mean, he touched the time, turned to gold. So you should be used to it, you know. So, getting back to the original <laughs> point. Listen, don't make me do my Dombrowski turn around the tire <laughs> Tigers uh, bit again, or or this podcast can turn, have a downswing <laughs> very fast. But um, yeah. like. They just the, the 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 Braves. I always felt like they they know how to win, and I I just I just I don't know what it is, and I can't tell if it's the manager. Whereas I think Girardi should know how to win. I, yeah, the moves which suggest otherwise, and the general uh, you know not balls to the wall attitude of the players which suggest otherwise. But I, I I do wonder if it comes down to the star players, and 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 Freddie Freeman is a guy that. Uh, as a leader on that team that those guys all revere and look up to and, and knows how to win. Danzy Swanson, who stinks, but uh, he knows how to win. Ozzy Albies knows how to win. It feels like they always have a, an ability to bounce back and, and, and figure out how to win ball games. And to bring it back to the Phillies, one part of that is I wonder how much having a veteran-laden coaching staff has helped them. I mean, having a Ron Washington just like – as your third base coach, as a guy that everyone loves in the sport, um, and hopefully he takes the A's job so that, you know, he's out of the division. Um, but having him under Snitker, having Kranitz, uh, having Sal Fasano, Phil's legend, like, you know, having those guys that have that have had a lot of experience and aren't totally just looking at the binder all the time and are connecting with the guys and, and know how to win games, you know, that's why the Bobby Dickerson signing has me excited. That's why, you know, Kevin Long has me excited because it feels like they're building a a really veteran-laden staff that hopefully emulates what the Braves got out of um, that team because it always felt like they knew how to bounce back, they knew how to how to how to figure out how to win games late, and had them had them believing in themselves. And for the last three years, James, like I have never felt like the Phillies know how to win. I, I we watch them every night. We get frustrated with why it seems like they don't care. Um, and I just think that getting a more veteran staff in here. Um, and, and, and just kind of turn this culture around will help, but you know, they got to figure out how to do that. If they're even going to be on par with where their brains are at. Yeah. I don't think there's any question. And honestly, it's also an organizational thing. Like it's not just the coaching staff. It's, it's to the top. It's John Middleton adding to this team when it, when he needs to, right. It's like believing in these guys. Like we talked a ton about that at the deadline and I know they made a trade, you know, but, but like it's, it's, going over the luxury tax. It's all these things where you're committing to a group and, and saying, you know, we, we believe in this, in this group of guys and you go out and win. I mean, how many times do we talk about that? Like, you know, I mean, that the, why would the, the Phillies believe that the, the front office believed in them if they're not going out to help them? And, and if they talk about them the way they did and all that type of stuff, I think it's organizational top to bottom. I really do. And I think you're right about them needing to learn how to win. I think that's absolutely true. Look, one of the things I think the Braves, I don't think if the Braves hadn't won the division four years in a row or whatever it is, they end up going on this run here. I do think that, you know, they were ready to weather the the loss of Acuna, the loss of Azuna, you know, the the tough start to the season and to get hot at the right time and all that. You know, they were they were ready for that. And the Phillies are not ready for that. But I just, you know, it's just frustrating, man. It's frustrating. I, I feel like ultimately it has to come from the top down. And I don't believe in John Middleton. I just don't. I don't believe in that guy right now. Like, I don't believe that he is going to have the chutzpah to do what's needed to really commit to winning. I think he is all talk. Mr. I'm going to bring a, a trophy back to Philly or die trying. Well, 
I mean, I, I don't even know if you've tried, much less die trying. Like, you know, commit. Like, right now, heading into next season, like, as sad as it is to say, the only way this team is winning the World Series soon is if they go over the luxury tax. It's what it is. It's just what it is. Like, it's factual. Like, sorry. It's where you're at. Like, from a roster, from an internal depth perspective, because that's the thing. Like, part of the reason the Braves win is they have all these guys that they can keep bringing up and they can add and they can, you know, just have institutional roster depth and talent of guys that they can continue. Like, when they have to do a bullpen game, their bullpen game is better than our bullpen game. Like, all that type of stuff. The way this roster is situated right now, unless Dombrowski just has a perfect offseason where every $4 million and $7 million and $10 million signing ends up working out perfectly and he makes a couple shrewd trades, like, you know, they got to they gotta really commit. And I just don't think John Middleton will. I don't. Until that dude does it, I will never believe that he's going to. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. I, 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 and you know me. I, I generally, <laughs> generally leave more more positive. And I, yes. and I, I, I just... I believe that he trusts Dombrowski with his money more, and I think he got gun-shy with, with Klenzak and McPhail. And listen, there's been a lot of stuff with Middleton where you can point to, no, he's not going to do it, and, and and that's totally fair. Um, but he, he they had a top-five payroll in baseball last year. I mean, he is willing to spend. Is he spending in the right places? No. Is is just hiring uh, driveline people and telling them to fix the minor leagues the, the best use of the the resources? No, with that with absolutely no plan. No, like no, he doesn't know how to do any of that stuff. And he hired the wrong people. But I do think he does want to win. I don't think he has an idea how to win. Um, and that's a problem. That's that's a massive problem. And he's not willing to go over the luxury tax. And I'm not sure he's ever going to be willing to go over the luxury tax. But um, they I mean right now they're pretty much I think they're 41 million under if if we're doing it as a as a as a hard cap. Um, so I mean they do have some wiggle room. Um, but I do think he trusts Dombrowski more with his money, and I think that Dombrowski, you know, I with with his whole you know people involved now with with fold another year along in the process and stuff like that. You know, they should be ready to to make some smart moves this offseason. The problem is, is I think that they are so far behind, uh, like you know, the institutional depth or whatever you said, um, yep. like with like where the Braves are at. Like, I think they're yep. so far behind there that it's going to take us a couple of years. I, th- I legitimately think that they're still, <laughs> unless something, well, mm, I, this could obviously change. But on the surface right now, if I had to guess, I think it's like two or three years until they're in the playoffs. Yeah, well, that's why I said they have to go over the tax if they really want to compete. And, you know, he won't, but... I mean, again, like, think about the the Braves lost. Losing Acuna is like if the Phillies lost Bryce Harper. Yes. What kind of team are the Phillies this year if they lost Bryce Harper? Right? Well, I mean, and let's be honest. At Bryce Harper is the NL MVP. I, he better be. I, I think he deserves it. I think he was the best hitter in the National League this year, best player. Ronald Acuna Jr. is a better player than Bryce Harper. I mean, he is. <laughs> and, like, they lost that guy. And they won the World Series. And yeah. they lost Azuna, too, who's a better hitter than anyone else in the Phillies lineup, minus Bryce Harper. Like, you know? Well, some are saying uh, Ronald Foles, uh, or so, or no, uh, Ronald Wentz. Ronald Wentz. So Ron, Ron, Ronald Ewing. Have a that little Ewing. Theory. Oh, a little Ewing theory. I haven't heard that one before. Um, so yeah, <laughs> so maybe maybe they need to trade Ronald Cunha and run him out of town, like you ran Carson out of town. So um, like yeah, it's 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 just it's crazy. If if, if Bryce Harper if Bryce Harper had gotten hurt last year, the Phillies are just they're like a seventy win baseball team. Yeah, that's I mean that's. 
MVP stuff again with MVP stuff. Yes, so to that point, yeah, yes. yeah. But it's all we have right now. Like, yay, the Braves won the world. If 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 somehow, when is it? This week or next week? It's soon, right? Is it this upcoming week? Like next Scott, week? I mean, I mean it, like or the week? I mean, we already have the uh, the uh, the Middleton release after the whatever he got yeah, voted yeah, the yeah, players' I choice. I think it, it's either next week or the week after. Whatever it is, like. Like if it pops up and it'll probably be during the midday show, I'll probably be working and it pops up and it says like Juan Soto wins an LMVP. Like I might just stop being a baseball fan. This is all I have right now. I need Bryce Harper to win this MVP. That's how sad it is. Jack. Wow. Like it's all, it's all I have. Is this how it felt in and 06? Then, <laughs> no. Yeah. Kind of, well, the thing with those six was, was getting Tommy was like, and even bigger, it he's not bigger than Bryce Harper per se. No, but, getting but at the Tommy time, in that moment, felt like more of a shock than getting Harper. You know what I mean? Like getting Tommy felt like I I can't believe this actually happened. Like I I can't believe we got Jim Tommy. Like this is a whole different world for us. It felt like the Phillies were like an actual baseball team, whereas now it felt like they probably without reason. But I think because we're closer to 08, like. Like, 06 was 13 years after 93, and 93 was like a one single shot season. So I think because we're closer to the five-year run of, of 07 to 11, it doesn't feel quite as, as you know, monumental to, to for something like that to happen. So I think 06 felt a little different, but... Well, 06, I mean, I'm, just talking, about the Howard, I'm talking about the Howard MVP. Felt as, oh, oh, yes. oh, oh, I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of 05 when, uh, the 04, 05 and Tommy. No. Um, yeah, the Howard MVP, no, I, it didn't feel that way as much because Tommy had just been here. Like, the, and also, also, I don't know. Um, I don't remember it. Be, also, I think it was also because it was so shocking. Like, it was like, holy crap. We just like, had a guy hit 58 homers. This guy just went on such an, <laughs> like, it was almost surreal the whole time. Whereas Harper, like. Harper, it's different because we were just expecting this. Like, we were waiting for this. We were like, can we have the Bryce Harper season? And then he finally had it. And now, and also, I'm, 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 I also think that what 07 to 11 did is like, I, like, it was much easier to be, to expect bad things in 06 and 05 and 04 than now. You know what I mean? Like, whereas now, I mean, we're back to expecting bad things, but. But after, but prior to 07 to 11, it was like, again, you know, my entire life till I was 20, what, 26 years old, so you're essentially. 40 my, years old. Yeah. I had one season. Like we had one relevant season, one for 27 years, 26 years of my life, one relevancy. I guess you could say 23, 24, if you want to count those Tommy years as relevant. Like, so, so it was much more, it wasn't, you know, you didn't. You just weren't expecting anything. So anything was just like, oh, that's cool. Oh, this is fun. Whereas now it's like I'm expectant when I go into a season. I believe that, you know, signing Bryce Harper, signing JT Romuda, or, you know, trading for JT, signing JT, signing Zach Wheeler, like it feels like they're they they're trying to win in their own bleeped up way. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? So I'm like that much more aggravated. Wow. You know what they say. The team and thus the MVP means more. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, right? well, it's a pretty long-winded way to get there. But, it you know. It's insanely long-winded. <laughs> hey, we got to fill up time somehow. We've got literally no Philly stuff. To yeah, talk well, about. listen. Like, there's nothing to say right now. You know, Bobby what they, Dickerson. you know what they say. The best way to build a ball club is through free agency. So, you know, that's where we're at. A cla- a, a, hey. Hey, 97 Marlins, all right? Yep. Talking about it. Who, built, go, that, who built that team? Dave. You need, you need me to you need me to redo the whole Zimbrowski, uh, you know, 
His resume? <laughs> no. You know who's on that Marlins team? Darren Dalton. Dar- Darren Dalton. Yeah, Former buddy. Phil. See? Full circle, buddy. Full that, circle. That's exactly right. <laughs> is there any worse Philly fan, Phillies fan? And this is, I would hope, again, I hope this is not our listener, listeners of this podcast, who I love very dearly. And if this is you, uh, this is not a direct shot, but I've been very frustrated with uh, the people of Twitter recently. And there, in my opinion, there is no worse Phillies fan than the whole, like, no, I'm actually happy for the Braves. I'm, oh, God, I hate it. Like, it, oh, no. I, it makes me so mad. Dude, I had someone call the show today. I actually cursed at a caller, and I felt bad in the moment because he wasn't being, like, mean or anything. But, like, he calls up, and he's like, he's like, why Why are we not talking about, uh, you know, he's like, you know, uh, I want to talk Phillies, but he's like, why are we not giving the Braves credit? Why are we not getting on and, and saying what a great job the Braves did and how much they deserve this and all that? And I go, again, I almost cursed. I said, bleep the Braves. Like, to this caller who was like, you know, and, and it was F the Braves is right. what I said. Right. And he was like, totally taken aback. <laughs> so he was like, and I was like, no, seriously, man. Like, come on. I'm not going to rip the Braves. They're our rivals. Whatever. Right. Like, and that was the whole thing. But, like, he was clearly doing this whole, like, what a fun team. And they yeah. really deserved it. And good for the Braves. And root for the NL East. No to all that. No. Like, all that is 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 the, the worst thing I could possibly think of. I hated it, Jack. I hated <laughs> it. And not just that. Like, there there was that whole thing. And then there were also the, like, I'm not rooting for the cheaters. Like, really? Like, holier than thou. Oh. Are we really, like, like, you'd rather root for your team's bitter rival. Like, our number one. Let's be honest. Like, the Mets are a joke. As much as the Mets want to be our rival, the Braves have and, and, and for a long time will be our rival because they're just way better. And they're actually competent as an organization. We're going to root for a bitter rival over some cheaters? What do I care? Did their cheating affect me? No. You know why? Because the Phillies stunk. Whatever. Like, and look, I'm not a fan of what they did and all that, obviously. But uh, like, pro cheating. I don't care. I don't care. I'm not rooting for, like, I, I, I root for the 1919 Black Sox against the Braves. I would root for, you know, what other examples of their horrible teams, horrible. I root for Ty Cobb against the Atlanta Braves. You get where I'm going with this? Like, what are we doing here? I, I hated it, Jack. I hate I couldn't believe it. Honestly, it felt like we were in the minority. It felt like more Phillies fans were rooting for the Braves than the Astros. Now, James, does it make me a hypocrite, though, if I was I – li- I like the 19 Nationals. I don't know. Like I, No. Know. No, it does. You can't like the Nationals. But they're not as big a rival of ours as the Braves. It's not as bad, but it's still not good. No, I know. You didn't even know that the Astros were cheaters then. There was no, no reason not to like that Astros team other than Osuna. Yeah. Well, I never <laughs> – I guess I never liked Cole that much, and I I liked rooting against him. Um, and that was before I knew about Spider Attack or anything. I don't know. Like seeing him kind of choke. Honestly, seeing the best team choke always kind of makes me happy. I don't know why. And I don't well, know. It's really their manager who choked. Right, yeah, right, know. right. But I I loved. I've always loved Rendon. Uh, Strasburg and Scherzer were unbelievable. Soto was like this up and coming. Yeah, don't don't sell this. Don't sell this. I'm just saying. This is it. This is as bad as our listeners won't get to hear it, but you not being able to make it through 30 minutes of a podcast without having to go pee. Oh, well, listen, man. I got to go a lot. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like once a break guy now. Like, well, I can't believe it. With, I'm, the, I'm the old man. I'm the one who's supposed to pee a lot. Like, I couldn't believe it. 
We st- we just stopped the pod because you had to go pee. Yeah, well, I didn't think you were going to bring this up to the listeners, but I guess we got to ha- hash this out now. Do we, Jack, do we ever lie to the IOC? Well, but did they, they need to know about this? I, I mean, you know, I think well, it's only No right, one can tell. Know? No they one could can tell. tell. They could probably tell. I'm sure they could. We had they a seamless us, transition. I knew where I knew exactly where I was going. <laughs> I was back in thirty I seconds. They, I think they appreciate that that we keep it real with them. And, man. and the real thing is, is you made it like twenty nine minutes of a podcast and said, "Oh, I gotta stop. I gotta pee." Listen, I know supper was at four thirty, old man, but like, <laughs> like relax. And I, I know it's your bedtime at seven thirty, but a whole I mean, it's always bedtime. I know. Well, listen, I I tried to hold it, and then I stood up, I danced around a little bit, and I was like, you know what? I, I gotta go, man. Sue me. I, I, I can't. <laughs> I don't think I have any legal grounds here. You've got a lot of stuff going on. I got a lot of, you know, whatever. Oh, it's true. No, I forgive you. I do think you're a little young to be. You know, yeah, bad. I can't tell if it's a bad thing. It's, well, it's, <laughs> it's, it's really because I drink I drink so much coffee and, and water. Well, that's what it is. Coffee's a diuretic. Coffee right. goes through you quick. Yeah. No, well, listen, I'm, I'm like, I'm I, sure you're fine. I probably have like four coffees a day. And a Celsius. I do too. So, yeah. You're fine. I'm just, what bad at it. Anyway, um, do you think that the like, if you are ranking the most hated teams in Philly right now, are the Braves back at the top, or is it still like we're still doing this cowboy thing? Nah, it's. I mean, it, it, sadly, you. I mean, if we're gonna do these things, like, it, you would you would have to do it as like percentages of fans or whatever, because like. There's just more Eagles fans than Phillies fans. Like, sadly, I mean, it's stupid. We know that. But, I mean, the Cowboys would win just because, I mean, the Giants and Cowboys might, might have more hate than the Braves just because there are so many more Eagles fans well, than any all right. other sport. I guess, I guess, all right. It, w- like, Phillies fans. Like, is this, is this like fully? I feel like for me, I'm, oh, back, yeah. I'm back to like, they, I, I've always said that my most hated team in my entire life, Eagles, whatever, is still the, the 07 to 11 Mets. Like, I, I hated those teams. But now Braves well, might be back. Because, yeah. Well, that's because they were competitive. See, that's what's funny is I always hated the Braves more than the Mets because I, and that's obvious, I was older and more cognizant of them winning 14 straight of my division. Now, the first one wasn't. The first one we played them and we beat them. But, like, like think about, like, every year you just lose your division to the Braves. And, and you wow. know, like, before the wild card, then the wild card comes in, you just lose, 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 lose every year. Like, every year. To lose your division, the Braves. I hated the Braves. Oh, I hated the Braves. Well, it's been so, four straight now. Only ten more to go. You know what? That's <sighs> yes, they're back, Jack. <laughs> to answer your question, they are. They well, are firmly, squarely back. Not only, back. not only are the Braves back, but it looks like the Cowboys are back too. So, I mean, I know. it's not great right now. No, Jack. it's not a great. Now, the time. Dallas could win the Super Bowl this year. I don't think they will, but they're like. There's there's like six teams that I think of win the Super Bowl and Dallas is one of the six. It's not awesome. No, it's not. It's not. It's not. So um yeah. Great time to be a Philly sports fan. Flyers. Oh, stop. Flyers look good. Oh great. Jackie awesome. Pucks. Awesome. Jackie Pugs. Counting down. Shut out last night. Back. <laughs> Counting down the seconds. Yeah, didn't, aren't the Coyotes like the worst team in hockey? I don't By know. far. I think I know anything about anything in hockey other than the Flyers are five, two, and one. That's all I got. Gotta put the puck in the net. Honestly, well, yeah, score goals. You gotta score. shoot. You know what's a key to hockey, Jack? Shooting. Shoot the puck, and Cam Atkinson will do that. Yes. Yeah, um, Cam Atkinson. Yeah, Chucky Fletcher. Do you think Chucky Fletcher knows baseball? Should we bring him over? No, nah, yeah. I trust my guy, Davey. I don't need. I don't need Chuck. Yeah. Which is a further home run. Should we bring a Elaine Vigneault over. Is that what you're saying? Maybe. 
Maybe. Go, oh. uh, Drew. Which, which was a further home run? Uh, Lidge off or uh, Solaire last night or oh. Pujols off Lidge? Pujols, Pujols. I mean, that was like a soul crushing home run. That Solaire one, though, like that was one of those like off the bat. You're just like, wow, that is, that is a fu- you don't even need to see it go. And you're like, I'll bet that one really freaking far. Like it went down, got it. Just just the explosion. The ba- It's so funny, too, because like, I I mean, the guy led the American Lincoln home runs yes. two years ago. <laughs> like, and he's just acquired for nothing at the deadline. It's uh, the Soler, to be fair, though, to be fair, the Soler home run was the 164th most valuable play in baseball history. So. Excuse me? <laughs> what is this? It's it, it was ranked as the 164th most valuable play in baseball what history. Are we, what, what, what are we talking about Off here? Of, How do, what, uh, do they have instant rankings? Is that what yeah, this well, is? Yeah, well, they rank, uh, I think it was Foolish Baseball that tweeted it out. But, um, yeah, basically, like, it's like win probability. Like wow, really? the, the, it, win probability combined with importance of game. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So right whatever C, whatever lowercase, I think it's winning percentage gained. So it was worth fourteen point seven three percent of a winning percentage game. Game. Whatever. Uh, it was the most. Okay, this this is dumb. It was the most. Pi- <laughs> this is the most pivotal play dumb. of the year and the one hundred sixty fifth most pivotal play in MLB history based yeah, off this- of win percentage gained. Super dumb, but it was definitely, it was definitely a very important at bad name. I mean, made three nothing. Let's not like you know, game's not over at three nothing. Anyway, um, one hundred. It was a hell of a run though. One hundred. Like the idea that in the hundred and thirty years or whatever, hundred yeah, something like hundred forty years of baseball, whatever it is, that 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 is out of all of it, out of the. You know, what is that? Like millions of plays that have happened over that time that that's the 165th most or 164th most important? Probably not. What are you talking about? It was a big hit in the World Series, but probably not. That that made it it a three. It was 3-0. It just made it 3-0 in like the third inning. What are we talking about? Like game over? They did it? I mean, they did end up winning, but like, come on. Like in the moment, it was a big hit, but you think that was a – 164th most important play in the history of the game. With really? free shoving? Big... Yeah. Game was yeah. over. Just don't defend this. This is embarrassing. <laughs> I can't tell if you're joking or not. This is like classic Jack Fritz. That I think that most people who have ever hung out with Jack or know Jack, they, they will tell you, it's pretty hard to tell when he's being serious or not. This is one of those moments. I feel like I've gotten very good at it. I have no idea if you're serious right now. It's pretty good. Um. Anyway, so... <laughs> <laughs> um yeah it was i mean what a shot when i think of the under the other 164 most pivotal <laughs> moments i'm gonna i'm gonna tell my grandkids about the solaire homer off of uh you know luis garcia in the third inning of the world series yes <laughs> like i mean the, if, but if we're if the is the most pivotal what, like, what is the most pivotal play in baseball history is it is it the jeter flip to get giambi at the home plate i no, that wasn't the World Series. I mean, it's probably Bill Mazeroski, right? I mean, if we're gonna gonna be honest, I can't believe you won. didn't fall for that. I can't believe you. Like, come on. Well, I did. Yeah, I well. I mean, I mean, come on. Come on. I knew what you were saying. I knew you didn't actually think it was Jeter. Right. I know you. I know that you don't actually think it was Jeter. Yes. Where's I'm the Utley play? The Utley play should be on there. Ahead of Jeter, that's for sure. Oh, Pedro Feliz is that is that in the top hundred? I mean, 
Bill Mazeroski has to be one, right? right? Yeah. Like, there's only been one game seven walk-off home run. Well, what He's about Joe it. Carter? It's game six, Jack. I know. But it ended the World Series. Well, I know. I said there's only been one game seven walk-off World Series home run. Yeah, I don't know if the, I don't know if that tops Solaire. What about Joe Carter? I don't know if that tops Solaire versus Joe uh... Carter. More important than Solaire's as well, I would say. So, yeah, Solaire's is a big hit. I'm not trying to minimize it. It was a monster home run. To your initial point, it was definitely one of those like, oh, that's gone. Moment <laughs> he hit it. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm surprised he didn't go Solaire reps one into the night. Could have into the into the that. into the solar system. Oh, oh look, at you. look at that. Solaire into the solar system. Yeah. Be a pro for once, Joe Buck. It's a great point. If if anything you could say about Joe Bra- Joe Buck, not a pro. I think is the You know what, you, you know what I you know what sucks is that I every time I watch these these playoff games with Joe Buck and him now. It's like why did he have to be going through the phase where he was like trying not to uh I know, annoy fan bases? I know. Well, it wasn't the phase. It was it was more that now he's in the different phase. It was it was his whole career up until he got the vocal surgery thing. Like he's talked about it. I know. He's like, you know, I was a I was like Pat Summerall. Like I was trying to be that guy and then he's like I had this thing. I I almost lost my voice like this whole thing and he's like I was like why am I doing this? I should enjoy the moment and let people enjoy the moment with me and, and just be real and be, you know, how I feel. And he's changed completely. Why, why would any broadcaster want to be Pat Summerall? Like Pat I don't Summerall get it. I don't get it. Was it, awful. It, yeah. I, I, I just don't get it. Like I, it makes no sense to me and fly ball to left field. And that's out of here. Home run. Kirk Gibson right. has won game one of the world series. Right. Yes. Yeah, no, no fun. Instead, you want to hear, I don't believe what I just saw. I don't believe what I just saw. You know? Yeah, no. So, yeah, I, I'm I'm very sad that we didn't get, you know, maybe when the Phillies make the playoffs in the next decade, we can get, uh, you know, a oh, good Joe Buck that's run. That's optimistic, Jack. That's optimistic. We can get a good Joe Buck run, but, like. <laughs> might be, uh, so we went, uh, it was Jack Buck, Joe. It might be Jim Buck yeah. calling the games by the next time the Phillies are in the World Series. I mean, seriously. I just like he's so good at calling games. Now Smalls, I could definitely do without. But yeah, like, I could do without Smalls. But like Joe Buck, we we Big got time. we got nothing from Joe Buck, and we were in the World Series and in big games for five years, and they were all bad. Like we didn't get yeah. one. Our only good Joe Buck moment is stairs rips one into the night. Like that's it, you know. And like and, and even then, even then, it's not like the it's it's a great line, not the most amazing. He goes stairs into the night. You know, it's not like he's super into it, yeah. you know? It definitely wasn't the senior yearbook quote of one member of this podcast. <laughs> was that really your senior yearbook quote? It was either... All right, I can't remember if you... It, was, like, it certainly wasn't mine, as I think we all know I was not a senior yes. at that moment. Yes, yeah. maybe in the 1980 yearbook, Mike Schmidt said something for you when you're graduating. <laughs> but uh, it was either that or it was good game, let's go eat from Hunter Pence. It was one of those two. <laughs> I hope it was into the night. It's a bad. I one. do too. I might have to look at my yearbook when I get home. But I, yeah. it was either I knew I could. I I think I put "Good Game, Let's Go Eat" on the back of my T-shirt for my senior year, and I think my senior year quote was "Stairs first one into the night." Yeah, I think the big takeaway is, thank God for Scott Fransky. That is the big takeaway. His so call, we have those calls. His call some, of the home run is way some better. magic. Magic. All right. Uh, I got nothing else to say. We've nothing. You got some take back stuff? I sure do, pal. 
Um, good, good. I don't want to jinx this. You might not know this. I have to put my daughter to bed, but you know, if you have to go pee again, I just wanted to put that out there. <laughs> um, that's a good code word for you got to put yourself to bed, old man. I, I way to way to you know, throw I Zoe under that. the bus. I wish I could. I'm so tired. Oh, oh stop. Um, I don't know if this is gonna happen, but I'm calling my shot here. Bryson Stott is going to be the next MLB hitter to hit 400 in a season. Um, he's gonna he's gonna top Ted Williams. Uh, I mean, he's hitting 438 in Peora right now. Like it's the greatest. Like honestly, can we just get like Bryson Stott's going to be a good major leaguer? I'd be ecstatic about that. Well, we like, all, we thought we had that with you know, Boehm after the first year. So uh, it's my point. That's what I'm saying. Let's not you know. Set expectations too high, Jack. I don't think I'm doing that by what I'm saying. I, I just yeah, I think he's going right. to be the next player to hit for 400 in 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 Major League Baseball. So, I mean, no pressure, but uh, he is remarkable, and it honestly like might have been sleeping on how good Bryson Stott is. I mean, some of us said last spring last training or spring training uh, that like what if he pushes Didi? Well, Didi was terrible, so I don't know. I genuinely, I don't know what their plan is for Bryson Stott if he's clearly good enough to play out of spring training. He'll probably go to AAA. That's fine. But what if he rakes there and then a month into the season, whatever, like, do you play him at short? Do you move Segura back to short? Do you move, do you have Story at short and move Stott to second? And then you have Bohm at, or you have, uh, you have Segura at third? Eh, the, the possibilities are endless, but... Bryson Stott doing what he's doing out in Arizona uh, is simply more important than what the Braves just did last night. Sure. Also, <laughs> also, just, yeah. the Astros losing to that Braves team is simply the worst thing the Astros have done in the last couple. Yeah, by far. Yeah. I don't even, I don't, there's not a close second. Like the Astros, and as far as I'm concerned, were totally fine until they lost to the Braves. Ah, no, 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 no. They lost to the Nationals, too. Yes. Screw them for both of those. All right? There we go. What are they going to do? Lose to the Mets next? Yeah. If, if it holds, probably the Marlins with our luck. All because we came back and beat Nolan Ryan in Game 5 in 1980. You know, it's just it's ridiculous. Uh, speaking of the Arizona Fall League, I'm all Logan O'Hoppied up. I mean, just like what a player. I can't wait for him to be up here. I don't know what they're going to do again if he's really good. Like, I, I, do you trade him? No. I think he's. I think he's really good. Um, so I don't know. It's a good problem to have. They have like the the Phillies are are bad at most things organizationally, like developing wise. But for some reason, they just have the most stacked groups of of catchers. Um, so uh, Logan O'Happy is a guy. So I'm very very excited about him. Um, I hope Braves fans enjoyed Freddie Freeman's last game as a Brave last night. Um, I thoroughly yeah, would be sure go with that. I would be very happy if Freddie Freeman. Never suited up for the Braves again because he is great. <laughs> he is very good. Uh, it would. There's nothing that would make me happier. I would be. I would be just about as shocked as maybe any player ever leaving a spot. Like it's. Look, hey, you know what happens when you sign Ronald Acuna and Ozzy Albies to like borderline criminal contracts because their like agent should be fired the day they sign them. You got a little extra money over to pay Freddie Freeman. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Everything's fine. Uh, of all the bull that happened in the World Series, them getting four and two-thirds from Kyle Wright is the simply most frustrating thing I've ever experienced in my life. Kyle Wright is terrible. 
Okay, like, and and that is just more proof that the Braves were cheating because he 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 allowed one earned did four and two thirds, and and I've seen the Phillies light up Kyle Wright every time he pitches against them. It's just sure, it's just awful. Um, speaking of good things in the NL East, <laughs> the the Mets president of baseball operations, <laughs> the uh, Mets are the one thing we got. Like this whole thing is, uh, and especially like. Watching Mets fans slowly come to the reality that, oh, like not only are they not getting Theo Epstein or Billy B, and like that, like they can't get anybody yes. is 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 really enjoyable. How it's really great, like it's unbelievable. I I said this to you off of my hopes. I'll say it here, like I was as many listeners know terrified of Steve Cohen. Like that guy could be the Mets owner for the next hundred years. I love this guy. Stay, Steve. You are fantastic, buddy. Keep doing what you're doing. Um, seriously, how close are they to to interviewing Francesa? I mean, <laughs> honestly, at this point, I mean, yeah. you know, you got the Mike Piazza. Uh, Buster Posey is retiring, um, and I just hope that we can go back to letting baseball players play baseball. So. That is my official statement on Buster Posey. He's obviously a first ballot Hall of Famer. He also led to the single worst rule change in the history of baseball. And I will never get over that. So uh, congrats on the career, Buster. You know, he hated you in 2010. You know, you're obviously a first ballot Hall of Famer, yada, yada, yada. Go back to the old rule. Uh, Yeah, he was definitely a Hall of Famer. And I would be fine going back to the old rule. I don't like that rule, but... You know, Buster Posey's pretty great. Had a pretty great career. And and one of the rare guys going out on a, a good year, you know? Like, uh, you know, I respect that. I respect that he had a, a really great year, looked like the Buster Posey old, and said, you know what? That was a fluke. That's never going to happen again. I better get out now. Good for you, buddy. Yep. Good job, Buster. Yeah, for real. All right. That's all I got. Oh, that was it. That was it. So, kind of a mini a mini take back. I feel like I got a good amount in there. No, it was good. I mean, look, I came with literally nothing to say about the Phillies. I just came to bitch about the Braves. So, right, you know, that was, that was more. Well, than there I was had, a lot of people so. that were they were bitching about the Braves, I, as as they should be. You know what, Jack? Not enough. No, nah, I enough. think it's enough. You could have just gone to bed like I did. Dude, I'm about to go to bed. It's gonna be great. Do you want me to run through my top twenty list before my top twenty prospects before or no? <laughs> no. Let's save that for next time. It's a tease. Everyone will get really excited to hear it. All right. <laughs> you got any final thoughts, buddy? My final thought, uh I actually had this written down, but I forgot to do it. So uh I genuinely love talking about the Phillies. Like I like learning about old Phillies stories. Honestly. I got to be honest, James, my favorite Philly stories and Philly's talking with people is like hearing their misery. I don't know. Does that if the, might make me a bad person? I don't know. But like hearing the tormented Philly stories is my favorite version of like talk. It's like, you know, you get stuck at like talk about like 1964 or Davy Lopes or like whatever, or like this random game. Like I love talking about the Phillies and kind of dark man kind of dark but it's like that like that's why I've said you, you're basically like like uh, like a we're brothers or yeah we're like you shit, go you know? through it we, we are we're family I hear this and I'm connected to you in a way right because, like because like, I don't you I don't think okay. you can really get like it this. this is good I like this I don't think you can really get it in any other like obviously some 
there's some Eagle stuff where it's like, wow. Sixers is kind of hard. I mean, like they, the, the like we're gonna remember the Kawhi shot, twenty six point lead blown last year, the Simmons missed dunk. But like, I don't know. Like it feels like Philly's pain is, I don't know, somehow more painful. And maybe it's because I've been looking through uh, Dan Wilson's uh, uh, bracket of most painful Phil's losses, and it's like you know, it's yeah. good. It's good to not be alone. And I already told Dan that we will be stealing that for the podcast where we... Well, I mean, we talked about it before he started doing his bracket. Yeah, exactly. So it's not stealing. It was all right. I, in all honesty, like Dan might have listened to the pod or heard us say it and then did his bracket. So yes, obviously. just saying. We know Dan. He wouldn't. I wouldn't put that past him. No, I'm just kidding. Dan's a great guy. But <laughs> we did talk about it before I saw his tweet. Yes. But yeah. I already told him we will be stealing it when we do that podcast. Cool. You didn't have to tell him. It was ours. Right. You know? Yes. Yeah, we did all the work. Well, I mean, it was our idea initially, you know. I mean, again, he probably stole it from us. Right. So, you know, what you should have said was, hey, so you stole our idea. We're going to do it, too, because yeah. it was ours. Yeah. You know, same thing, right? For sure. <laughs> oh, Fritzy, buddy. Um, wouldn't it be nice if, you know, we're doing this pod in early November and, like, you know, Oh, the Phillies just won the World Series. I can't even do that. No. The Phillies were in the playoffs, and it was fun. They're never going to make. Uh, they're never going to win the World Series when we do this podcast. That's my take. Are you saying we have to end the pod for them to win the World Series? Yes. Also, <laughs> oh, oh no. Also, I don't want to throw Jill under the bus, but we started oh, dating. God. What are we doing right now? All I'm saying is that we started dating in '09. Phillies haven't won since, and they won in 2008. Wow. So coincidence? Wow. Wow. I think. Wow. I mean, just to throw it out there, I mean, Emily and I started dating in 07, so, you know, right. superstars, you're welcome. Just right. Saying. And then well, Jill and I started really dating, kids. boom, down. Emily, but here's the problem. Emily and I got married in 11. Might have to divorce and wow. just stay together. Yeah, right? Like, get divorced, but live together and stay to be together right. without being married. I think getting married was the problem. Maybe Oops. we should both divorce our wives <laughs> on the same date. <laughs> And then live together for one fill season. And if they don't win the World Series, then we can get back to, with our wives. But if they do win the World <laughs> Series, it's over for good. You always wonder, like, will there be a moment when, at least I do, because I'm the one who, you know, does do this. Uh, I always wonder, like, will there be the moment where I know that the podcast is over, that it's, it's time to end the podcast He's Fred some seltzer. We'll talk to you guys later.